Uh, Amy, are you in Texas now? Where are you? I am. I am permanently based in Texas right now. This is this is my new office. You can't see it on the podcast, but art on the wall. That's real I, stuff right there. I'm, think, I'm thinking that's pretty cool. I was thinking it would be more horsey or more Texas. <laughs> It's very, it's very aggressive and very modern. <laughs> aggressive, huh? Oh. Aggressive, yeah. Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, Amy Luby, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts technology community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Welcome everybody to the SMB Community Podcast. So Amy moved in the last week. I got flooded. Not I didn't get flooded. My city got flooded. But uh, the, there's a great irony that we have many reservoirs in in California that are uh, have gotten massive amounts of water, um, and but the rivers are flooding, and so even though the reservoirs are not full. Uh, we we can't get the water from the from the sky into the reservoir, right? So uh, a lot of it is is by passing into the into the ocean, which is fine. The ocean needs water too. So uh, tidbits in the news. Um, I made note of there's a uh, famous restaurant called Noma, which is rated as the greatest restaurant in the world, and. Really? Yeah, and it's closing its doors. And wow. the reason I'm interested in this story is because uh, one of my pet peeves is people who write books about customer service, and they're very often in the restaurant industry, and they're filled with absurd examples that are unsustainable over time. And so Noma, which is in Copenhagen, uh, is literally rated as the greatest restaurant in the world and it's literally more than $500 per person uh and they serve things like saffron rice in a beeswax bowl and heart of a deer on a pine bed <laughs> you know even in I, nebraska that doesn't sound good <laughs> <laughs> so but basically their you know their leadership is arrogant and abusive they underpay their staff they have a horrible culture and so they're going to become a kitchen for other chefs to learn how to cook the most amazing food but they're going to close the restaurant and so i just think it's one of these examples that you know customer service costs money yeah. and you know if they charged more they could stay open uh, it wouldn't improve their culture but it would they could stay open right um but you know, Customer service needs to be something that it's not a loss center. Customer service is, you know, take out the word customer. Customers just call it service. And it needs to be the core of your business. It needs to be the thing that makes money, not the thing that loses money. And uh, I mentioned yesterday in my State of the Nation address that if you have a customer service department, it's the key indicator that you have horrible customer service. Right. Uh, when you get big enough to have enough problems that you have an entire department to fix them, you're losing money on customer service. And in SBIT, you should you, you should have service be the center of your business and it should be the only thing you do. Right. And therefore, it should be the the profit center of your business, not the loss center of your business. But anyway, that's, thus ends my commentary. 
That's your soapbox. I, I totally agree, though. I, I mean, what is the differentiator from this MSP versus the MSP down the street? It's service level. We're all selling the same stuff. We have access to the same technology stack. Um, but I, I maintain that if you aren't focused on delivering the best service, you're failing. Yeah. And, There's and just no way to compete without it. And right. everybody, everybody on your team is in customer service, right? Everybody should be that. You know, you shouldn't have a dedicated department to it. That's a good point, Carl. I used to always say everybody sells, you know, for the company, um, you know, but really everybody services the clients. Everybody needs to be focused on customer service. And in the restaurant business, my goodness, if I have to spend $5 for my meal, I mean, it's got to come with lots and lots of things outside of good food. <laughs> you mean 500? Yeah. yeah. Did I say 500? You said five. Yeah, you said five. I go, where Where can you eat for $5? Oh, for oh, five, man. You can't even eat a hamburger at McDonald's. I think I'm still in shock hearing what a plate costs. But yeah, <laughs> $500. I mean, there's got to be, you know, some real value um, at the end of that receipt. So I've got a friend who's a chef, right? And uh, we have this one restaurant in Sacramento. This is before the pandemic. They reached a Michelin star, right? So they're a high-end, you know, experience thing. It's called the kitchen and you eat like you're in the kitchen. And so I've got this friend, Nim, and she's a chef. And so my daughter was talking to me and she said, oh, you know, Rosie and I went to the kitchen. Have you been there? I said, no. And they said, oh, you, you it's an amazing experience and you should invite Nim because she's a chef and she would appreciate it, right? I'm like, okay. So I text her, hey, do you want to go to the kitchen? I just heard about this. And, and she's like, absolutely, like within seconds. Yes, absolutely. I, you can take me there. Uh, and then Victoria's like, yeah, you know, we've got the wine service and so forth. And it was about $500, but, you know, it was a really great experience. And I'm like, you could have said that 32 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Oops. Uh, but then Nim got a job at the kitchen. And so I couldn't take her because she couldn't be. Uh, I guess that's that's the deal with fine dining is that the people who work there can't be uh, customers as well. Hmm. Really? So I so I eventually didn't have to pay the uh, the five hundred dollar dinner. <laughs> well, does that mean you get to eat for free? No, I don't. No. Since you know an employee? No. <laughs> I don't think anybody eats for free. So. <laughs> PC Medic, endpoint security built on a zero trust default deny foundation. Finally, a lightweight, simple to deploy and easy to manage approach to application allow listing. The perfect complement to your current security stack. No minimums and no annual contracts. Find out more about PCMatic by visiting pcmatic.com slash MSP today. So James, you had a question. You put a note in the file about the economy. So what's your commentary on the economy? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been studying the economy for years, you know, as a I guess a business major and just kind of a student in the industry, but uh, you know, just trying to help my customers navigate through the good times and the bad times. And uh, you know, some of the economic indicators we all know and feel, you know, uh, you know, the supply chain challenges, interest rates are going up, food costs are going up, um, 
uh, you know, utility, you know, energy costs are going through the roof. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, interest rates. There's all sorts of weird things kind of happening at the same time. But it it looks like uh, we're uh, in for kind of a rocky Q1, Q2. Uh, but the good news, uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's projected by Q3, Q4 that, you know, we'll come out of it and things will get much better. So it'll probably get a little worse in Q1, Q2 and better in Q3, Q4. And the reality is, I bring this up because I just wanted to talk about it for a second. What does that really mean to you? You know, what does that really mean to you in your own economy? You know, a lot of um, the Sunbelt states maybe feel the economic uh, challenges a little bit more than maybe the Midwestern states. You know, and, and some of you, you know, like especially the state of South Dakota, uh, that was one that uh, the economic outlook is really, really strong. It's probably one of the best in the whole country. So kudos to you if you live in South Dakota. Well, they're they're freezing to death, so they don't have anything else to do except uh, work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, the the point is, you know, just be tuned into those challenges, and not necessarily for you, the business owner, the MSP business owner, but it's your customers. You know, watch your customers. I would be careful about. Uh, letting your AR get out there too much for sure. Uh, and then, you know, collect that cash up front. You should be automating all your payments anyway. But uh, keep aggressively marketing yourself, I think is the number one thing. And number two, you know, just stay connected. You want to stay connected and stay informed of what's working and what's not working in the industry uh, so you can stay ahead of the curve. So some quick well, and I always remind people, you are an economy of one. So, you know, if you get 60 clients, go take care of those 60 clients. Take care of those 10 employees or five employees or whatever you got. Uh, go get one customer. Go get one more customer. Um, you can ignore the rest of the economy and just focus on your own business and you will do just fine. Yep. So. Um, agreed, so agreed. Amy, you have news. You have big news. Yeah, big news. We do. We do. We just put it out there on Monday. Um, CMIT was acquired, the franchisor. So you're now Kaseya? <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing like that. Um, no, we we were. So, so three years ago, the, the franchise system was purchased by a small private equity firm. Um, that firm invested in CMIT, and now today we have a new, um, larger private private equity firm that purchased the organization. So purchased the franchisor. But the fun thing about it is they also purchased one of our MSP franchisees. Yeah. So now we have in the franchise vocabulary a corporate store. It's not a store; it's an MSP, right. but um, <laughs> a, a corporate owned affiliate. Uh, which is super exciting. And can you tell us where that is? So they're based in New Jersey. That one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not New Jersey, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. So that, that one store, that one MSP, that's corporate MSP. Corporate. Correct. We call it a, an affiliate. Um, so the private equity firm that purchased the franchisor also owns a right. franchisee. Right. So, yeah. so top company owns both of us. Um, we all report in there. Uh, it's super exciting that it just opens up a lot of opportunity for us to grow. Um, three years ago, when 
um, the company was purchased, the goal was set to reach $100 million in annual recurring revenue. Um, they met that goal in August of 2022. Nice. Congratulations. So, yeah. yeah. So now, you know, of course, the goal is to get to 200 million. Right. And then a billion. And then. Right. And so this <laughs> opens up all kinds of opportunities. One million so, yeah. One million dollars. <laughs> exactly. So nobody so, can see that we all put our little finger up to our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah. And I moved, which, um, Actually, I told myself years ago that I would never move for a job again. So I broke my. Was that when you were in South Carolina or in uh, Nebraska? South Carolina. Yeah. When I moved to South Carolina, I was like, oh, this will never happen again. (laughs) Um, But clearly it did. uh, And I'm super excited about it. Actually, Austin has a very different feel um, than anywhere else I've been. So, oh, yeah. I love Austin, and uh, and now that you're there, I have a I have more excuses. I have a, I have like five excuses to visit Austin. So I'm you know right you're, right. You're number six, but uh, so the HQ I'm number is, I'm not number one. Well, no, you, but, but you're the one that will actually make me like buy a plane well, ticket. Right? I'm the tipping point. <laughs> right, exactly. Amy, Amy, what's what side of town are you on? Uh, west side of Austin in the hill country, they call it. Oh, very um, nice. Technically yeah. Bee Cave, which if you know the Austin area, that's okay. that's where we're at. It's it's gorgeous here. You know, Nebraska, James, you're you're there. Yeah. I was yeah. born and raised there too. You know, it's just kind of flat. It's it's a little up and down, but the hill country here is gorgeous. Yeah, it really Absolutely is. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's Austin's a wonderful town, growing like crazy. I've got family up in Georgetown, so just north of, of Austin. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we if have I a visit, reason to come down too then. I'll I'll yeah. be staying downtown. I think it's sixth street where I can just go from door to door to door and there's every kind of music you can possibly imagine. So yep. mm-hmm. yeah. But so uh HQ is gonna stay in Austin though. It's not moving to Rhode Island. That's just where the correct, correct. No, they're they're separate entities running so the franchisor is not going anywhere. Um, you know, and the 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 corporate affiliate is still going to grow just as as an MSP would grow. So mm-hmm. um yeah, there's no change there. The other Amy, Amy Babinchek is not here today. I believe she's in England attending the wedding of a friend. So, uh, you know, Great time to be in England. Oh, wait, no, no. It's the worst time you could possibly go to England. If their friends really loved them, they would get married in August. You know, <laughs> it's just just it's just ridiculous. Right. So anyway, um, but but she'll be back. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about is is AI and chat GPT. Um, you know, one of the cool things that's happening is that uh, chat GPT has been um, has made it easy for people to actually see what kinds of things AI can do. And what's interesting is, uh, I don't know if you know Daniel Burris, but he's a futurist. And he always says, look, everything that's going to happen in the next five years already exists. It just, it's not visible. It's not public. It's not well-funded. You know, what? there's lots of reasons why uh, we can't see the future very clearly. But if you try a little bit, you can. And chat GPT is one of these things that... Uh, it gives us a bit of a vision of what the future is going to look like. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have, have played with it, but 
We have. And in fact, so uh, Nye, who works for me, uh, one of the things that we showed her how to do, and she picked it up in one second, is to say, okay, we need to put out some blog posts for the National Society of IT Service Providers, uh, not blog posts, uh, social media posts. Uh, so people on the marketing team feed her just one sentence. They will say, uh, if you're worried about government regulations, you should take a look at the National Society of IT Service Providers. And then she will put that in chat GPT and say, give me 10 variations of this. And it instantly gives 10 variations of that sentence. And then she can just say, okay, uh, you know, give me that as a folk song. <laughs> And, and it will it will do it right so uh so that's one of my favorite things to do uh, but but then you know of the 10 I would say on average seven are good and usable as is one is horrible and off topic and two need a little bit of tweaking so um one of the things we talked about is you know can you use this for other things can you use this actually in your business? Is this something that you could take to your clients and say, let me help you improve your marketing, uh, which is not an IT thing, but it's a business consulting thing. But because it uses technology, we can have an end to that. Uh, I suspect by the end of this year that there will be people selling themselves as chat GPT experts. I also suspect that there'll be job postings that say, must have 10 years experience with chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can, you know, having been on the vendor side for the last almost 10 years, um, content and content writers mm -hmm. come at a premium. Yep. Um, you know, at at worst, no, at best, you're paying a dollar a word um, for someone to write a blog. Um, wow. I mean, imagine being able to replace you know, five content writers with an AI platform. Mm -hmm. Well, and what's, so, if, you know, as a content writer, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I don't, I, I can't imagine turning over blog writing to this, but if you tell it, like you can go to chat GPT and say, uh, considering the book, uh, Great by Choice, uh, what are the three most important lessons on culture. And it will give you information. In fact, I have ChatGPT up, so I'm going to say, so uh, uh, regarding the book, Great by Choice, what are the top lessons about culture? And I click enter, and it thinks, and it thinks, and Eventually, it's going to spit out something. And, you know, the easy questions take uh, seconds. The longer questions might take a minute. Uh, and then it comes back and it says, the book Great by Choice by Jim Collins and Morton Hansen explores the factors that contribute to success in business. According to the authors, one of the key lessons about culture is the importance of creating a culture of discipline. This means blah, 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 right? And it is continuing on and actually we'll we'll post whatever it comes up with here well I'll copy it and and paste it into uh the the notes for the show but what you see is it's pretty good ideas and I think it's a it's great fodder for a blog post I wouldn't let it actually write the blog post uh that's just me <laughs> 
but you could you could say give me three reasons uh you know not to do this or not to do that and it'll come up with something whether you agree with it or not it's a different animal yeah yeah i was gonna say back um this is certainly a game changer it'll create great content but i'll just kind of call it just kind of factual and dry there's no personality to it and carl i think what makes you so effective and why you have so many followers on your blog for example is because your personality is interjected in your whole style of writing so and i don't i don't know how ai is going to be able to try to do that so i don't think um uh it'll take over everything but uh no that that's my take on it you know there's certainly a, a place for it it'll create great content for people that have no content but uh, it's going to miss a little bit of that that crazy personality with the yellow tie like you have <laughs> <laughs> well i hope that's good <laughs> yeah so i'm trying to go to the math you know if i have to pay someone six figures to write content and they can do a blog a day, let's say, a good one, including the research. Um, and I'm trying to look at this. I, I, I don't even know if it's pricing. It's like these tokens. Have you figured out the pricing for this? Well, so right now, GPT is free. Uh, Microsoft, as, as we're recording this, Microsoft announced two days ago that they're going to put an additional $1 billion into ChatGPT. So Microsoft was an early investor. Uh, so now they own a bigger piece of the, the, the puzzle. They are hoping that this will be a $30 billion business very shortly. And I don't know what that means, but you know, give them a few years. Um, you know, when you talk about like uh, trying to figure out the finances, you know, one thing you could do is you could you could take the paragraph that I just generated and yeah. send that to somebody in the Philippines who is a professional copywriter on Upwork or something like that and say, uh, I need a blog post along these lines focused on IT. They got to go do a little research. They got to do some writing. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you're literally hiring somebody with a master's degree uh, to write that content. And so... I think there's still a cost, but it will be significantly less than paying me <laughs> to write a white paper, as you know. Yeah. Well, maybe, so. maybe it's embedded. Maybe maybe this technology gets embedded in the other technologies that we use on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you know, with Microsoft, can you just imagine instead of this checking your grammar, they say, oh, have you seen the da 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 and Right? Well, do you remember remember that paperclip thing? Oh yeah, it used to help you. Yeah, I hate <laughs> Clippy, <laughs> Clippy, yeah. yeah. You know, no, maybe this is the modern true. Clippy. <laughs> right. This looks like you're using AI. All right. So I did follow up by saying, uh, "Give me that as a folk song." And so the result is, discipline is what we need to give us to to guide us on our journey with values and principles. We'll make the right decisions. What we need to guide us on our journey with values and principles. We'll make the right decisions great by choice. We'll be with a culture that's disciplined. We'll succeed. We'll see with a clear path and vision. Productive paranoia is key to stay ahead of the game. We'll be aware and take action to keep us from going insane great by choice. We'll be with a culture that's paranoid. We'll succeed. Paranoid. We'll succeed.
<laughs> so, Ooh, wow. I like that productive <laughs> paranoia. Um, anyway, uh, chat GPT is actually because of the Microsoft announcement, I think, uh, right on the verge of being at capacity. So uh, maybe next time we will interview it. So you guys have to come up with some good job interview questions. Yeah, I tried to I tried to log in three times this morning and it was at capacity. So I guess a billion dollar investment from Microsoft creates a little buzz, right? <laughs> yeah, I wish my problem was that my website was crashing because Microsoft gave me a billion dollars. <laughs> Maybe that'll be one of my goals for the year. Uh, there's some productive paranoia right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Well, I'm just excited that uh, now I can charge more for content creation, thanks to Amy Luby, I'm, I'm undercharging people. I, now I know I can charge a, a dollar a word. So uh, thank you for that pro tip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Six blogs with a contractor per month is $6,000, my friend. Uh, yeah. Yep. Very good. Well, if anybody wants even more expensive writing, give me a call. Uh, I'm always available. Uh, and and uh, the other note is that our friend Amy Babinchek has a, uh, we should have done this under the news, she has a fast growth coaching program that you have to sign up in January. So uh, we'll, we'll put a link to that. But over at third tier, Amy has doubled her business once and now she's not only going to double it again in the next year to 18 months, but she's going to do that with a focused group of uh, uh, basically creating a growth focused peer group specifically for this task. So uh, I I think you probably ought to be over a million to uh, to jump on this, but um, I'm sure she'll take your money no matter what. But um, <clears throat> Uh, anyway, check it out. We'll put the link in the show notes and uh, see if it's uh, right for you to, you know, jump with with that group and have some some peer support to double your business uh, in the next year or so. Yeah. Uh, sounds sounds like fun. Uh, and I also just for fun, as long as you know, <clears throat> we run the show. I'm going to put a note. I put a link to my State of the Nation address, which was. Uh, last Wednesday and has been recorded and is available uh, up at mspwebinar.com. So I'll put it out to that. I've, I've got that uh, exciting security event held in Orlando, Florida, March uh, 30th, 31st um, at the Threat Locker headquarters. Nope. That was, those dates, my oldest boy's getting married. Woohoo! So I'm super excited about it's the first Luby kid who's uh, officially getting married. Nice. Yeah, super excited. And his fiance is wonderful. We couldn't be more happy. Let the mother-in-law jokes begin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me a candle. I don't have it here to show you. She gave me a candle for Christmas that says, thanks for not raising an asshole. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> like, I must be winning. That's that's actually a a, a skill set today, right? Like, oh, uh. exactly. I don't know. He was a good kid from the moment he was born. So, but you can take the credit anyway. I can't. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I gave him life. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Very cool. Well, if you have comments or questions, we have a spot in our schedule for a mailbag. So send us a note. Just go to smbcommunitypodcast.com and uh, drop us a line and we'll be happy to answer your comments or or comment on your, your questions. 
we'll go ahead and put this to sleep and uh, we will see you next week on the SMB Community Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback. Ta-da! Perfect. <laughs>